Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On this week's AgCast, Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers, Jacob Davis, has a conversation with Bob Redding. Bob is the Washington representative with the U.S. Peanut Federation. And Carla Hornady wraps up with the latest cotton yield report. Well, Bob, we just wrapped up an industry meeting here at the American Peanut Shellers Association office in Albany, Georgia. And earlier in the week, we had our Southern Peanut Farmers Federation winter meeting down in Tifton. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to talk with us and, and us visit for just a little bit. It's good to be here, Jacob. Well, now that all the elections are final in D.C., uh, how are things starting to stacking up there in the House and the Senate in, in Washington? Well, we, uh, of course, the House is now Republican, Senate Democrat, and uh, we're working out leadership races in the House. Uh, the Senate's sealing up, but there's still a lot of uh, positions to be filled as far as subcommittee chairmanships and, and even in the, in the House, some committee chairmanships and ranking slots. So it's an important time for us, and uh, we're watching closely the House Ag Committee, who gets on of the new members and who moves off, and same with uh, appropriations uh, and ways and means. So it's a, it's, a, it's a busy time, and this is likely the flow through the first week or two of uh, January. Well, we hear this uh, upcoming uh, time frame called lame duck session. Uh, what exactly does that mean? Well, lame duck is after an election before Congress goes home, and uh, we're in that now through, it looks like, December 23rd. And they take care of business uh, that's on the agenda, and sometimes they add a few things. Uh, This one is going to be interesting. Still outstanding is the fiscal uh, year 2023 appropriations legislation. Uh, Senator Shelby, who's ranking member on appropriations, former chair from Alabama, and uh, Pat Leahy, uh, chairman from Vermont, have come to agreement. And uh, the House has signed off. uh, Chairwoman uh, DeLara from Connecticut, uh, chair of appropriations, and we're going to have an appropriations bill. So this should, uh, uh, we'll see more details uh, between now and early next week, and uh, we look forward to it. We have two important peanut projects included in there for fiscal year 23. One is continued alpha toxin research at the ARS uh, National Peanut Research Lab, and uh, also a nutrition research project that we just kind of kicked off in the last couple of years on peanuts. I wanted to mention one other thing, if I could, Jacob. A lot of rumors about uh, trade legislation being included in the lame duck might be something Uh, to reauthorize legislation, do some new things. That's not likely to happen. Time's too short. The other piece that uh, had arose uh, today is that uh, there may be a Senate deal on uh, ag employers, uh, what we know as Farm Workforce uh, uh, Modernization Act, uh, would be a, a revision of that in some form. I'm not convinced there's enough time or enough uh People have jumped on board from both parties for that to happen. But we will hear more about that uh, later this week. Okay. Well, uh, 2023 is a farm bill year. What does that process uh, look like? How, how are things getting started? 
Well, uh, Chairman G.T. Thompson of Pennsylvania, uh, Chairman of the House Ag Committee, will hold a hearing in Pennsylvania to kick it off uh, in January, and uh, then we'll start the process. Even though we've had in the Senate and the House some hearings on the 2023 Farm Bill, look for these to become rapid fire over the next couple of quarters. Uh, we'll see field hearings and Washington hearings, including on our business. Uh, Senate, uh, Chairwoman Stabenow and Ranking Member Bozeman of Arkansas, who he's got peanuts and uh, will be a peanut leader, one of our peanut leaders in the Senate, uh, will, uh, they'll do their hearings and do their business. They've made it very clear they want to work together and they want to get a bill in 2023. And Chairman Thompson has made it clear he wants to get a bill too. So uh, we've got a long road to go. Uh, House and Senate margins are very tight as far as political parties, but uh, there's a lot of interest in, in getting this done. Well, that's good news for our farmers out there. Yes. So uh, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Well, Bob, as we come back from the break, um, following up on our farm bill discussion, uh, what are our growers saying are their concerns going into this next cycle? Well, the growers are in our meetings at the Southern Peanut Farmers Federation Growers Conference, and uh, we had a town hall meeting. Uh, we know in Alabama and our other member states of the Southern Peanut Farmers Federation, you've had uh, your own meetings, uh, local and, and leader meetings, to talk about what's important for the 23 bill. Uh, what we're hearing so far, they like the price loss coverage program. They want to participate in it, and they've shown that by signing up for it versus the ARC program. Uh, top line is input cost. Inflation's killing us. Uh, it's not just fuel. It's parts and equipment and fertilizer and chemicals. Uh, it's now labor cost uh, for those involved in the H-2A program. It's spiked in Alabama, just like the other regions, other parts of the southeast region. Uh, Separate payment limit, we want to keep it. We negotiated that in 2002 when the quota program, we had the buyout. They want, growers want to keep the separate peanut payment limit, protect our storage and handling provisions, which are a little unique, even though there's some storage uh, uh, of the commodities, storage and handling provisions for peanut are a little unique. And we're hearing more and more about some type of uh, voluntary base update or base reform. And uh, that's something I know the House Ag Committee is going to take a hard look at, and our groups will continue monitoring and engaging on that issue. So um, as far as our growers are concerned, what's the next step for them in this process? Well, we've uh, been having meetings, and part of the uh, Southern uh, Peanut Farmers meeting this week, the boards, we talked a lot about uh, the farm bill. But over the next quarter, uh, within the next quarter, we'll come to some agreement on what that should look like. What do we what do we want to move through Congress? Uh, what should the reference price be? What should uh, uh, our base efforts look like? What's important and what's not so important? And the other thing is we still get a lot of uh, concern about crop insurance and it not working for southeastern peanut growers. And uh, if we're going to have it, if it's going to be required of growers, we need to see if their uh, policy 
changes that could be made to make it work better for peanut growers. So we're, we're looking at that uh, very hard. Um, at some point, there'll be hearings, and we'll have testimony for those hearings, whether they're field hearings in Alabama or other states or in Washington, D.C. And uh, with growers in the southeast, uh, hopefully in other regions too, but definitely southeast, shellers and buying points, we want to come with one voice. Yeah, and and that was the whole reason for forming the U.S. Peanut Federation, and and it's working well so far. So, so far, uh, yes, sir. We we hope that that continues, and we want to work together as a unified voice for the industry. Yes. Well, Val, we really appreciate the work that you do for us in D.C. Uh, boots on the ground, uh, ear up in the air, uh, making sure that uh, we are aware of things uh, before they happen. Uh, you do a great job with that, and. And once again, thank you for uh, taking time to visit with with me today. Thank you, Jacob, and thanks for all y'all do and for letting me represent y'all in Washington. All right. And to our audience, uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. This is Carla Hornady, Commodity Director at the Alabama Farmers Federation, with this week's AgCast wrap-up. On Friday, December 9th, USDA issued its latest yield estimates for cotton and projected our crop at 920 pounds an acre. Their estimated yield numbers changed with reports throughout the growing season. In August, it was reported 851 pounds. September and October, 836 pounds. November, 904 pounds. We could see the final number increase as the Alabama crop varied greatly from good crop areas to areas of significant loss due to weather extremes. Dr. Steve Brown in his Alabama Cotton Shorts newsletter said, the fiber quality has been very good along with exceptional color grades thanks to the great harvest weather. However, the price roller coaster has been both incredible and frightening. Clearly the steep and rapid decline is not related to surprises in supply but rather the shrinking demand compelled by inflation. If you've been in any store lately, you've seen the stark reality that most things just cost more. This squeezes discretionary dollars and subdues or delays purchase of apparel and other cotton goods, as Dr. Brown noted in his Cotton Shorts newsletter. If you would like to get regular updates about pest, weed management, market updates, industry news, and other information, you can subscribe to Dr. Brown's Alabama Cotton Shorts newsletter. The link will be in our show notes. Thanks for joining us today. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.